Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 166 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We're so glad that you're here, guys. You know, we've got these three E's. By the way, I felt like I crushed that. That was It was, it was almost like a movie trailer. <laughs> I just In the world I where worship leaders have a podcast. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, just like the intense music <laughs> underneath it and got ourselves the Jaws a movie. music. That's what we need. We need the Jaws, Jaws music. music. <laughs> right? So guys, you know, the three E's. It's the three E's. Entertain, encourage, and equip. That's what we're here to do. And you know what? Would you do us a favor? We've been asking for this for a while. It can be like a Christmas in February gift. If you would do this for us, head over to Apple Podcasts and find our podcast. Just search Worship Leader and ours will come up, the Worship Leader Probs podcast and give us, you know, how many stars are we looking for, Jen? Definitely five. Definitely, Definitely five. Nothing five. less than yeah. five. Full hand, Nothing full less stars. than five. That and would be uncivilized. Nope. So we need, we need five stars and a nice review. Do that for us. That can be a Christmas in February gift. Now, I love, guys, wait, <laughs> not Valentine's Day. Christmas in February. Well, I didn't want it to get weird because, you know, they love we all us, have our own volunteer. Well, they do love us. They do but- love us and we love them. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you already heard her. You know her. You love her. It's Big Yonce. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think you have to introduce me at this point because I've already said a few things. <laughs> okay. Quick story. Do you know my friend, Sam Lynn? Yes. We know him. We love him. We, he comes up every week almost. <laughs> so he has this story about when he, when he had little kids that his wife asked him <laughs> to help them sign their Valentines that they were taking to school. Mm-hmm. And he was tired. It was a long day. And after, you know, 10, 15 minutes of him signing these, she looked at one of them and he was writing <laughs> love Sam Lynn <laughs> on these little, <laughs> these little kids' Valentines. <laughs> They're like, mommy. What? <laughs> That's the greatest story, man. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Gosh. Okay. So we're already laughing. We're already having a good time. <laughs> we're already having a great time. We're already, well, just wait. The by two the way, of us just are. wait. Yeah. We've got something special in store for you today. Obviously, we are going to be sharing some resources. We always want to equip you for ministry as best as we can. We are going to share some laughs, um, more laughs than we've already shared with the ever popular segment of Prayer Concerns. And then we just had a, an amazing conversation with Christine DeClario. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you haven't heard of her because she's got like half the world she's everywhere. following her on everyone, social media. Everyone so. on the planet follows her. <laughs> so we had um, an incredible conversation with her that we're going to be sharing with you. But before we get to all of that, Brian, will you take just a moment and tell our listeners about our friends over at Planning Center? Yes, I will. I'd be glad to. I'd be glad to. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, planning, <laughs> planning Center is undefeated. <laughs> they are amazing they have revolutionized the game guys for mm-hmm. those of us who manage groups of people in ministry settings they're just unbelievable so they have a free app for your congregation it's called church center and if you use planning center applications you can give the people in your church access to this church center app where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families giving 
joining groups, managing their own personal profile information. They can register events for events. And now uh, they can reply to their scheduling requests from Planning Center Services, which is huge for all of us because that's where we live, right? Mm -hmm. Planning Center Services. So learn more at planningcenter.com slash church dash center. We love them. We love them. They're the best. We know them. We love them. They are the best. <laughs> so big Yonsei. Yes. We're fresh off the Dwell Worship and Creative Conference. Yes. I know you were here. I was there. You I was here. in the land of smell yesterday. <laughs> yes, you were. And now you're not anymore. What uh let, no, let's, I'm not anymore. So when you left here, we were, you know, hovering around 70 degrees. Yes. What did you go home to? 19. Oh. 19 degrees, <laughs> like 10 inches of snow on the ground. Wow. That <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah, that was that was awful mm. is what it was. Because, you know, when you pack <laughs> and you live in cold climate in the wintertime, you go somewhere warm then you come home. What do you do with your coat? Yeah. Like, do you pack it and take it to this warm climate for the whole time or whatever? So, yeah, it's a, it was a little, little frigid. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I loved how you and your wife texted me, you know, oh my gosh, we got home, it's freezing. And they're, they're saying all this. And me being the good friend that I am, I said, it's 69 and sunny here. So savage, so savage. <laughs> you know, just. So I don't love. know if you watched the live that we did from the house of Yonsei uh, <laughs> that we did last week. And all of the smells were there. And it occurred to me mm -hmm. that if you're going to host, if you're going to host people and like cook, for a large group, you need a lot of children. Definitely. Because you can give them all jobs and assignments mm -hmm. and the little smells crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, because half of their lives, it was me cooking for a large group of people. So, so they know <laughs> as what it's soon like. as they're big enough to uh, lend a hand, I definitely, I definitely uh, try to tap them in. It was to fantastic, the, the man. Work. It was yeah. fantastic. Some good time with the smells. Got to meet Josh for the first time. What a cool dude. And got to meet all the little smells. Got to worship uh, with our friends at 2911 Worship mm -hmm. yeah. at 2911 Church last weekend. It was, it was yeah. awesome. Cup, it was awesome. Justice runs is served. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is a troublemaker. If he ever shows I up am. at your church, just guard your people because he causes trouble. <laughs> he, he stirs up trouble. His his big thing is trying to get people stir. to do stuff. With, yeah. push it, pushing those bounds. What, anytime I visit a church, I always tell them beforehand, I just need something I can meme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get anything I could meme because I missed the I missed the moment yeah. with uh, justice, but you know, <laughs> we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're bad. You're a bad influence. <laughs> I am. I am. You know, but here's the deal. You know, what's not a bad influence hmm. following us on the socials. Definitely not. That was a terrible segue. I mean, it wasn't your worst. They're not all home runs, Jen. They're, no, they're not. Sometimes but you, you still need, got on base. Sometimes, exactly. <laughs> sometimes you need a solid single, you know, maybe oh an infield gosh. bunt, you know, <laughs> you need, you need something. Yeah. So you yeah. guys follow us on the socials, make sure uh, that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Go over to Apple Podcasts, as we asked you earlier. Give us five stars and a nice review. And make sure you follow us uh, on on uh, all the socials. Head over to worshipleaderprobs.com. Grab yourself some merch. Um, there's some fire stuff over there, and you would look awesome in it. Mm, you would. So go do it. Brian, you know it is a home run, though, every single What's week. That? I think it's time for prayer concerns.
So guys, I don't need to tell you. Maybe I do need to tell you. It's a moment of affirmation. Your game, your prayer concerns game has been on point recently. I always laugh and, at and that though, because I'm like, is it their game that's on point? Or is it just these people that are in their churches are savage? That's true. That's so true. It's so true. <laughs> but you know, you guys are, you're noticing them. You're creating these environments where they can happen. And we love you for it. <laughs> We Which again, is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> so last week we were live at the Dwell Worship and Creative Conference and to share them in a, live, a room with a live audience is always just mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. Uh, it's great here because I loved watching Jen's reaction uh, to these as we read them, but um, man, it's just so good. So a prayer concern, guys, everybody's got a response card or something in their pew back. Uh, take out that card from the pocket and, you know, let us know you're here. If there's any way we can pray for you, let us know on the card. That prayer request section though, sometimes it doesn't get used for prayer requests. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it gets used for like these savage bombs of uppercuts to the soul (laughs) about the job you're doing. And, uh, you know, people send these into us. We laugh together because it reminds us that we're not alone, Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll never share your name or your church's name. So go to worshipleaderprops.com. And click on the prayer concerns tab, fill this, fill it out. You'll always be anonymous and we'll, we might share it on the podcast. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. After a recent service, a wonderful senior saint came up to me and said, you're doing a great job, but you're too young. (laughs) (laughs) How, so how can you, how can you enjoy the job and then not enjoy it a couple yeah, seconds How can later. they be doing a great job, but they're too young? Like, really? Oh. Come on, mama. I got several or scripture <laughs> passages that, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. Come on, fam. Come on. Good Lord. Okay, number two, uh-huh. prayer concern number two. I once had a man come up to me after service and ask if I would sing Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All sometime in a long, flowy, white dress. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think that one crosses the line. <laughs> it's like on one side of the bit. line is, is, is <laughs> fine and dandy. And the other side is creepy. Yep. This yep, is definitely on the creepy definitely side. Definitely on the creepy side. Definitely. And the, like the, the dress, well, that's probably. I mean, already you know, the Whitney request is a little like, this is church. Um, yeah, not, not you, you know, but then the dress, com- that's just. Shouldn't be doing that. No. Don't be doing that. Don't, Don't do that. that. If you're that person, stop it. Stop it stop. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> immediately stop immediately <laughs> oh my lord okay number three prayer concern number three number three <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry 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 sometimes my mind works faster than my my other parts and that my mouth mostly so <laughs> number three prayer concern number three between services sometimes i need a potty break one service after a rather tough one Sunday after a rather tough service with the monitors not working, I saw a senior saint from our church come into the ladies' room. I politely said hello and went to do my business. Uh, she decided that since I was essentially trapped, this was her moment to unload. The singers were flat, the drums were too loud, and the volume on the speakers was just too much. Needless to say, I stopped using that particular bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hold it. Never mind. I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to hold it till I get home. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's, let's not do the, the bathroom. Uh, let's not do what's that. the word yeah, I'm looking like, for? The sneak like attack the, in the gotcha. bathroom. Sneak attack. Come on. Sneak attack. It's not what we're sneaky. in here for. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number four, number four. Recently for a special service, I wore a suit. An older gentleman gave me a huge sarcastic smile, two thumbs up and said, I'm glad they finally made you dress normal. Guys, that one's kind of mean. Why? I think that's kind of mean. Don't say that to people. No. Why must we all have our opinions just expressed freely all of the time? I blame social media. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, for real. Keep it to yourself. yourself. I want to find that guy like in a Walmart. And be like, yeah. I can't believe you're not dressed normal. Yeah, give him a Where's couple your of suit? sarcastic <laughs> winks. and <laughs> Just appear out of nowhere. Maybe suddenly, a prideful I, hair flip. <laughs> suddenly we're down an aisle. <laughs> Why aren't you dressed normal? And then run off. Come on. That's what Jesus would Clarence. do. <laughs> Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. And it's set up by saying they drew a frowny face with this. <laughs> so, you know, the card comes in it's got a frowny face on it it says please have the volume lower our congregation is not hard of hearing but the volume in this place will make us so <laughs> have the visual aid to help hey so yeah if, if you're if your feedback needs uh like an artistic expression yeah yeah just pass maybe pass. <laughs> maybe yeah, some of these pass. Prayer requests cards. We need to start putting that smiley face scale that they have at the doctor's office. Please rate your pain. How are you feeling? Are yeah, you exactly. Rate your, rate your pain with this prayer concern you have. Oh, Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. So you guys are the best. Those are prayer concerns. Thank you for sending yours in. Please keep them coming. Uh, you can submit those to us on the website, worshipleaderprobs.com, or you can also DM those to us on Instagram. Well, guys, uh, as Jen said earlier, we had a, just a fire, fire, fire conversation uh, with a new friend. So let's jump into our interview with Christine DeClario. You guys, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to have, okay, get this. She's a wife. She's a mom. She's a worship leader. She is a Latin Grammy-nominated, multiple Dove Award-winning recording artist. Two million on Instagram, more than two million on YouTube. She has a video that has been streamed over a billion times. Sheesh. You guys, it's Christine DeClario. Dude, those are big shoes. Welcome. Those are giant numbers. She also has an amazing painting of Jesus right behind her. I wish everybody could see that. Hello, Jesus. (laughs) Which is what I say every time I come into my office. Howdy, Jesus. What do you have for me today? What are we doing? (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, what a pleasure. Are you kidding? I haven't wanted to talk to you guys since the first post I ever saw on your Instagram. <laughs> that was oh, a long time. That just made my day. That just made my day, man. That just made my day. And okay, Christine, you are on fire right now. How mm-hmm. is 2022 going for you and your family? Well, 2022, I like that there's so many twos in there because I feel yeah. like 
I am living the life of Christine 2.0, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I really do feel a, a, a renovation that has been completed in my life in the past mm-hmm. season. I mean, the last four years were at the beginning quite terrible. Um, in a nutshell, I went through infertility for a while. Um, and then I got a miraculous healing of the Lord. He quite literally resurrected a dead womb. And four months after that was registered in my medical record, I got pregnant with my son, Ian, who's four years old today. And when he was six months old, I got the overabundance of my blessing, which is Kenzie. (laughs) I got pregnant with Kenzie. It was a very pleasant surprise, but still a surprise. Um, And then when Kenzie was born, I started feeling that, you know, some baby blues started getting that, that tiny little gray cloud started becoming a big, 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 horrendous storm of mental health disorder. And then I suffered from postpartum depression was quite severe postpartum anxiety. Part of it was suicidal thoughts, um, which was really hard to reconcile living inside of me because I knew the truth. And I held on to the truth every day. But at the same time, I was a big prisoner to shame because I couldn't muster up the courage to confess to someone that I needed help, that what I was feeling was a lot stronger than anything I'd felt before. And I didn't know how to navigate it on my own. But still, you know, how do you tell someone that sees you on a platform every weekend? Speaking life and speaking hope that you are actually having to fight the thought of not being alive tomorrow. Mm. And so amidst all of that, I praise the Lord for one of my midwives who actually did an intervention on me and on my very last appointment with, you know, the midwifery clinic that I went to, my body had healed so well after my daughter, I was leading worship two weeks after I had just pushed out a nine pound wow. baby. Um, <laughs> it's like nothing ever happened. And I was like, it'd be like super mom. But on the inside, I was so fragile and so broken. Mm. And I couldn't put my finger on what was going on, but I knew something was terribly wrong. And she so kindly, the very last question she asked me before discharging me was, okay, before you go, everything's great. You're ready to be discharged, but let me just put something in your record and I'll ask you something real quick. And she, she pulled a stool, like one of those little Ottomans, and she sat like eye level and she got uncomfortably close to my face. Mm-hmm. And she said, Christine, how is your heart? What is going on inside of you? Tell me what's wrong. Wow. And it was so direct and so intentional. It was the first one somebody had asked me how I was doing since I got pregnant with my son mm. up until after I had already given birth to my daughter. Um, and I felt exposed, but I also felt seen and I felt seen so much so that I, I confessed I couldn't hide it. And I told her everything and I started bawling and I became a mess. And I noticed she started bawling with me and that was kind of weird because I'm like, why are you crying? (laughs) You know? And she said, I'm crying because I, this is postpartum depression, all of it. And I went through it with all of my children and you're, you're not okay. And I need you to understand that it's okay not to be okay. Here's a card. This is a therapist. She specializes in postpartum disorder and trauma, which you have lived both. 
You are going to see her. It's out of the question. Call her. I am going to be calling you every hour until you tell me you have an appointment. And I'm going to call you again after you have your appointment tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next until you see her. And she did. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. kind of held me accountable for just continuing living. Mm-hmm. And that quite wow. so saved my life. And I'm, I appreciate having that one person in my life that was, you know, bold enough to ask me that hard question and just give me the space to be able to answer it. And then four years later, I'm, I'm still in therapy. And now I consider it something that, you know, I will continue to do for the rest of my days, even if just for maintenance, Mm-hmm. Even if just for just the mere fact that we get to interact with other people with like all their junk and stuff, and sometimes it rubs up on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay to sit with someone in a chair who knows the inner workings of your brain, mm-hmm. but also spirit filled mm-hmm. and knows how to lean into the presence of God and listen to the Holy Spirit and just mm-hmm. navigate the waves of healing with you. That's it's been a really big blessing. And today I am depression free. I am out of that danger zone um, and I'm learning how to live with this new version of myself that I am kind of getting to like because I feel like vulnerability is now my superpower cape. Nice, nice, nice. And I'm I'm noticing that other people are catching on and we're all learning how to shed our limits and shed our restriction shackles. And that's quite amazing to me. Oh, wow. What a gift that conversation was that day. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Um, Okay. We're just meeting, but I, I love your heart and I love your heart for the Lord and leading people in worship. I, I always love when I see you on the gateway videos and leading with our friends. Um, Man, it's obvious that you have a deeply authentic relationship with Jesus. And can you tell us a little bit about your story, like growing up and getting involved in music and ministry and all that good stuff? Well, music and ministry became my escape. And I understand now through this most recent process process of mental health that it was all unresolved trauma. I grew up in a Christian household with a Christian mother and a not Christian father who was addictive in nature. Um, my mom, since from the womb, she like would read scriptures to me. So I know the word of God since before I was born. I was very musical. My mom says I sing since before I could speak. I was already like making up little songs and like tapping on stuff. And when I was five years old, I survived sexual abuse. When I was six years old, I survived the death of my father. When I was seven years old, I had to be moved. Our family moved from one country to another, from New York to Puerto Rico. And just because I didn't physically fit in, because I'm, you know, fair skin and green eyes, and I have naturally very blonde hair, I was bullied. And I was actually racially singled out for being white, which is, I know, something very weird to say nowadays, but yes, I was. And having to deal with so many heavy issues at such a young age, it did something in me where my core values started getting twisted and morphed into fulfilling other people's expectations. Fast forward. I grew up in a church environment where no was not an option for anything. And so that was my formation. I, I wanted to sing because it was my passion. Um, but I never developed healthy boundaries with 
who I was supposed to be versus who everybody else wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And so when I grew up and I started going to college, I, you know, all my daddy issues were everywhere. And so I fell in love with this guy and I just projected all of that need for like that masculine affirmation that I didn't have in my father. And he became like my, my center idol. And when that relationship broke, I broke with it and everything came back to the surface. And that's just kind of the cycle of trauma that goes unresolved. One thing triggers another thing that triggers another thing. It's like a domino effect and you go into crisis mode all the time and it's exhausting. Mm. And so after that bad breakup, that crisis came back, I did go into depression then while I was in college, which I did have issues with suicidal thoughts when I was in college. And that's where I had my encounter with the Lord. Mm. So regardless Mm. of me being already at that point, a leader in the church, uh, the main worship leader of a large influential church in my city in Puerto Rico. I was living a double life because I became passive aggressive rebellious. And so I kind of got mad at dad, you know, and I got mad at God for taking my dad. And then I got mad at the church, but you know, I still wanted to keep singing in church the weekend. So Monday through Friday, I was one person Friday through Sunday, I was another person. And that just, the fracture in me just kept deepening. That's where God found me. And that's where he gave me another chance to actually follow his will for real this time, not just blah, blah, blah. And I was confronted with the fact that the manifest presence of God can be lifted from us. The voice of the Holy Spirit can get silenced in us that peace that surpasses all understanding can be muted if we continuously keep sinning on purpose. And uh, that would became a non-negotiable for me. So I really can't live without his presence. When I say I can't, like I literally can't. Um, so that was August of 2003. I fully committed my life to the Lord. I left all of my aspirations of becoming a famous secular artist aside. And I just, became happy and content with my prayer closet of just being with the Lord alone. And little did I know that that's what, what was going to nurture this beautiful garden of intimacy with the Lord. That's now, you know, spilling into other areas of my life and inspiring other people to follow Jesus that way too. Mm. Um, and then I have that, I have the strength of the Lord. I have the promise of the Lord. I know his voice. I have him. So in moments like, you know, going through postpartum depression and having issues with suicidal thoughts, I have him. Mm -hmm. And I learn yet a new layer of his love. And I see new layers of his glory. The more I suffer and I become more like him through all my periods of suffering. And then the victory just Mm -hmm. becomes sweeter. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the summary of my life ups and downs and he's all around. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So you have that, you have that encounter with the Lord and everything, you know, kind of changes in it. I'm guessing it just kind of starts to propel you um, Mm -hmm. in a different way in ministry. So I'm going to ask you this. This isn't really on here. (laughs) Ryan Mm -hmm. loves when I do this. What are some challenges you face particularly as a woman Mm -hmm. in ministry? Can you, we have a lot of female followers and I know that women in ministry can be a that's a hot topic. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, if we can get real about just some of the challenges that we face, it, it just helps, you know, people out there to one, bring understanding to people who aren't in the position of a female in leadership, but then mm-hmm. 
the women who are in ministry, how we can encourage them? I think the biggest challenge would be that, you know, aside from women having to have so many different hats and sometimes have three, four, five hats at the same time, there were times where my little one who was breastfed until she was two was backstage screaming bloody murder. She wanted mama. She wanted mama. Now she would not go to sleep. She would not do anything until she had mama. And I would have to like, eh be in the middle of a sermon or worship bleeding and be like, eh, sorry people, I'm just going to strap this baby on real quick and uh, keep mm-hmm. talking to you. Don't mind me. <laughs> and just be mom and also be, you know, in a pastoral role or prophetic role or in a worship leader role at the same time. Just, just facing life in all its layers for a woman mm-hmm. is a lot. And it could, mm-hmm. it could weigh on you. I mean, all the way to people that are not, let me see how I say this delicately. <laughs> People who do not have a theologically sound doctrine trying to put on theologian hats and still hang on to women need to be quiet in the congregation and mm. having to deal with, you know, very strange doctrines of, yeah, because mm. Eve sinned, now you have nothing to say which has always been kind of weird to me, but you know, there's everything. Yeah. And especially growing up in the Latin culture where, you know, we have to, we have to deal with machismo, like mm. chauvinism that's like ingrained into the culture. It, it's, it can get tiring. Blessed am I that I married a man who is an enabler of women growing and women being empowered and women walking in their calling. And he would be my first defender. Mm. If anybody ever came, I remember I had this one event where normally I'm very evangelistic at heart. So when I lead worship, I always like to make some space, you know, to invite people that want to come to Jesus to do that. And I had this one producer um, come up to me and say that at the moment of the altar call, I needed to hand the microphone to a male pastor because Mm. uh, I was a woman. And uh, ironically, it was a woman's conference. I was like, what? Yeah. Why did y'all bring us here? Yeah. And so I remember having to do a little tug of war because if there's one thing that I'm going to fight fight for in life is salvation of other people. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't fight much, but I do fight for souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having the exchange of, uh, is this because I'm a woman? We need to have a male pastor give the blessing. And I'm like, uh no so no i will do the altar call and you are welcome to come and join me up there but we can be together um and so yeah that happened it was super weird wow but yeah being a woman in ministry things have changed i've seen maybe the last decade there's a greater openness to you know i don't want to use the word equality but complementary worship mm-hmm where women's strengths and men's strengths as different as they may be are now complementing each other. Mm-hmm. And I do love that. I love to see that. And I love to see how, you know, women have authority over certain things in life experiences and life sufferings that are different to men's that when they come together, mm-hmm. powerhouse ministry, you know, and that that's my dream where we can be integrated, not yeah. so much equal because we're not, but we can yeah. integrate our giftings 
for the yeah. sake of furthering the kingdom of God on, on the earth. Yeah. Come on, come on. Wow. Preach. That'll preach. <laughs> um, okay. You just released a new record back in October called all that remains. Mm -hmm. And in March you're headed out on the Asta. Oh, there. There. Yes. Is Look at close? you. <laughs> yeah, boy. Go so, get him, tiger. <laughs> okay, so tell me, what are you hearing in response to the new music, and what can you tell us about the tour? I had ho I had hopes for the new music um, to touch a few hearts. My big surprise has been that all my vulnerability turned creativity, turned creative therapy, if that's even a term. Um, is touching a lot more people than I expected. A lot of people that had really, really good masks mm. are taking the masks down and are choosing vulnerability and choosing to get help, which in our generation, that's really important, especially as leaders in the church, we have stigmatized mental health for a really long time mm -hmm. at the cost of our church leaders quite literally perishing and dying because of it. And I believe that among a people that speak life and speak healing and believe that God is our healer, it's mm. kind of unacceptable that we're losing people to an area of our lives that can be healed as well. If we only come together and help one another. Um, so the welcome has been a lot better than I expected. You know, you're always kind of afraid to like, I'm about to air a little bit of my dirty laundry. I wonder what people think about that. Yeah. Are they going to shun me or are they going to love me? And I I love to think that the latter is what's happening. More so people are now gravitating towards me. They're writing me on my social media and DMing me and like thousands of people, many of them leaders, community leaders, church pastors, evangelists, all mm -hmm. kinds of itinerant high profile leaders are very quietly finding the trust to like come and say, Hey, um, how did you, how did you do it? What exactly did you do? I need help. I'm having these thoughts. I'm going through these processes. I don't know who to talk to. Can you help? And so out of that need, I have felt compelled to develop something called the prodigal heart foundation, which, um, we are committed to coming alongside leaders and people that are wanting to overcome mental health, wanting to overcome their inner healing, wanting to live, you know, a prodigal life, which prodigal means unrestrained and just find full living in their ministries in their careers in their leadership where they can really, really help other people because they have helped themselves and they can give people the best version of themselves because they've taken the time to heal. And so there's, there's so much that's come out of this process that now I can look back and be grateful for it. Even, you know, I thought it was going to kill me, but it didn't. Mm. So now devil beware <laughs> because I am quite determined to snatch people out of the cause of the enemy with this whole issue of mental health. Mm. Back to your question. The music is inspired directly in my process. All that remains the, the tour, hasta poder ver, which is all that remains in Spanish. It is all basically journal entries of mine through this four year process of, you know, overcoming mental health disorders and deep trauma and just encountering Jesus and all of it. 
and I wrote songs for the good days and I wrote songs for the not so good days. And in this mm. dance of inner healing, which is, you know, you take two steps forward, one step back, and it's like, feel slow sometimes. But in every one of those days, God has something to say to us that would develop more of his character in us. Um, and so the music is an instrument for the greater story, which is God can heal our minds. God can heal our souls. He can heal our spirits as well as he can heal our bodies. It is possible to reach fullness in this lifetime before we get to heaven. It is possible. And so hopefully I can help some people do that. Man, praise God. Praise <laughs> God. So be on the lookout for that tour, guys. Uh, yeah, to yeah. a city near you. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so we end every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. Okay. So let me get some coffee for ga- this one. <laughs> <laughs> so if we could gather every worship leader and all of their volunteers and every production leader and all of their volunteers, and we gathered them all in one big room and we gave you a microphone, what would you feel compelled to say to that group? Hmm. I would probably ask three questions. One is, what do you want? Like, just take a minute and think, what do you want? Whether it be in life, you know, big existentially speaking, or as a worship leader, as a servant in the house of God, what what is it that you want? Second question, does what you want align with what God wants? Mm I think a lot of the mishaps that we make as leaders in the church is that our our desires are not aligned with God's desires. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I learned this from Zach Neves, who wrote one of the most amazing books on worship, how to worship a king, a dear friend. He was a mentor of mine for a while. And Mm -hmm. the way he says it is we need to be very careful to not become consumers of worship but to be conduits of worship because when we become consumers of worship, that means we want worship to come onto us. Mm. We want glory to come onto us. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want people to say, Oh, wow, you can really sing. You can really play. Wow. You shred that guitar. Awesome. Yay. (laughs) But the truth is if we choose to be consumers of worship, two things happen. One, We stand in the way of God trying to speak to his bride. Mm. And when we stand in the way of God trying to speak to his bride, we're coming up against the most jealous bridegroom that has ever existed. And the one who has paid paid the highest price for his bride, Mm. he paid it with his blood. So he's quite jealous. Mm. And he doesn't take lightly somebody who tries to court the affections of his bride Mm. just by wanting to be seen. I would encourage Anybody who has that desire to be seen on the platform, search within you what traumatic event happened to you at some point in which you felt that you were not seen and heal it so that you could fully commit to having people see God. And then the third question would be, oh, and sorry, the second thing that comes from you trying to consume worship is you become a direct associate of Lucifer. 
by practicing what he practiced and what got him banned from heaven, mm-hmm. which is he wanted the glory put onto himself. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about humans and glory. We're too fragile and we're too weak to be able to hold on to the weight of glory. That's why mm-hmm. celebrities lose it. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, people get drugged and die of overdoses because they try to numb the weight of all these people's expectation and glory put Mm -hmm. upon them. The only one strong enough to carry glory is God. So we do wisely to just take it right back to where it belongs and put it at the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. And then just continue being human, continue being vulnerable, continue being, you know, our weak selves that need grace every day. And just let God be God, take on the glory and we'll be human and just direct people to God. That's the best we can do for ourselves. And so the third question I would ask is, how well are you delighting in the Lord? There is a scripture in Psalms. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, delight in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So it goes back to what do you want? What is it that it's your heart's desire? Is it aligned with what God wants? If you know or you don't know, the key to getting what you want, what you truly want and what you need is delighting in the Lord. So, yeah, it's good to be excellent in your craft. It's amazing to practice your songs. That's something that, you know, it's a given because we're doing it for the highest king. But where is your desire? Where really is your desire? Is your desire for the platform? Because, you know, the platform does come and go. Is your desire for the people and the accolades? Because that comes and goes too. And you will remain unfulfilled if that's your desire. But if your desire is to be with the Holy Spirit, hey, that's that's a bigger arena of blessing. Mm. And your craft will be blessed. And the presence of God will show up whenever you lead worship or whenever you lead internally or externally within your church. God will definitely, it's in the word, give you the desires of your heart. All you got to do is delight in him. So when you're on the platform, off off the platform, just delight. You focus on delighting, and he'll do the rest. Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. So good. Yeah, may that be said of us, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time. And guys, make sure that you go look for All That Remains, her latest uh, recording. And we always tell you, anybody can stream it, go buy it, and look for the Asta there, there. Yeah, boy. <laughs> what you talking about? You don't know Spanish. <laughs> oh, and go follow Christine on all the socials and, uh, you know, check out her website, all kinds of music on there and all kinds of stuff. So man, we love you. We love your heart. Thanks so much for taking the time. And I love all of you. Thank you so much to you for opening the doors of worship leader props and for being such a blessing to me in my daily life on Instagram. (laughs) Sparking joy in my life, left and right. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Come on. There was so much in that big room question or big room. Yeah. We asked her the big room question. She asked us questions. So yeah, I mean, man, come on. What, a what we made a new friend, what a wonderful lady. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, praise God for how he's worked in her life and yeah. is working in her life and yeah. has worked through uh, lots of hard stuff that she's had to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, she was awesome. Yeah. And what a ministry. Oh my gosh. If you just, if you just search Christine on Instagram, she's one of the people who comes up and, yeah. and that's, my name is not like that. No, you know, mine not the girl, everyone like in the world follows her. <laughs> I know, right? Incredible. Is there anyone and left? Here she was. Here she was talking to us. And she was awesome. Yeah, she so was awesome. Fun. So much fun. You guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, like Brian said earlier, make sure you go on over to um, Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five star rating with a nice review. Don't turn us off right now. Listen, listen to yeah. our instructions. Don't turn it off. Go not over. over. To, not over. We're not, not over. over. Stop it. Not Stop over. It. <laughs> and make sure you hit subscribe wherever it is that you consume your podcast content. That way you never have to look for us. We're just always there waiting for you. Consumption. Waiting for you to, <laughs> to click. And thanks so much for following us and hanging out with us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can even find us over on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yep. And again, thanks to our huge... <laughs> <laughs> huge thanks. Our, huge our friends, friends are not huge, <laughs> but they're making a huge <laughs> impact at Maven Media Productions. Yes. And they are just the best. If you're uh, your ministry, your church, your business, your company, whatever, uh, you need help with consulting or design, branding, social media presence, you need a website, whatever it is, uh, check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're just amazing people. Mm-hmm. They love the Lord and uh, they'll crush it for you. Yeah. And thanks to my friend, Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening to episode 166. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later.